Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our service minimum out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. And that's with a trip through the drive through over on Highway 12 at Strange Brew or to the walk-up window on University Drive. Or, you know, i got to be honest, I don't know the setup over at Brew Polo in Tupelo. But whatever it is, get over there, get your day started, not only with a great drink, but with a smile from the person serving it to you. Great people over there at Strange Brew Coffee House. There always have been. Make sure you're supporting them. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find the biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise in central Mississippi. Don't waste your time in Starkville standing in line when you've got to get to the game, to the tailgate, or whatever. Hit up College Corner before you get there. Shop online at collegecornerstore.com or head over to one of their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. And whatever you're looking for from Mississippi State, they've got it at College Corner. Humble Taco is ready to see you when you're back in town. Or if you live in town, hey, they're always ready to see you. It's always a great atmosphere. The weather outside is so nice, so they, and that's that's a great thing because they've got the big patio for you to sit out on, have a drink, have some chips and salsa, and have some fantastic Mexican food, the kind you can't find anywhere else, not only in Starkville, but just about anywhere, any other Mexican restaurant in the world. The world. The world. Yes. So. Check them out next time you're in town. Or if you live here, swing over to University Drive and hit up Humble Taco. It is Rumblings Day. Let's try to keep this under an hour and 45 minutes. We're going to try a smooth 90 minutes. I can do that. We'll see what we can do. Let's just jump right in then. And Justin Strawn's who I've got up first. Uh, Let's see here. At 8.40 p.m.? Very reasonable. Yep. Very reasonable. That's when I sent out the rumblings. I yeah, think I, think, I think he had his questions kind of in his head already. So that's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Will Rogers is throwing for 364 yards a game. How much better do the people screaming for a change believe Sawyer Robertson will be? He won't be. I think, Not right now. I think what they believe is that the that yardage will stay the same, but the number of attempts would come down. They believe that, but I, I don't, don't believe, believe that that would be true right now. Yeah. I, I firmly believe that Will Rogers is is very much the best option that you have. I agree. I agree with you 100%. Um, that, that, this is just some pretty typical MSU. That, you know, Nick Fitzgerald went through it. Dak never really went through it. A little different for him. But Tyler Russell certainly went through it. Uh, Chris Ralph went through it. Yep. And it just goes on and on. Whoever the starting quarterback is, everyone wants the backup because there's mysteriousness there. There's a there is intrigue. You haven't seen that person play yet. Who could resist the lure of the mystery box? <laughs> the mystery box could be anything. It could even be a boat. You've always known how much we wanted one of those. Exactly. Sawyer uh, Robertson is not a boat. Yet. No. No. 
Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I watch Texas A&M and their offense is bad, maybe worse than states. How low would the over/under have to be for you to bet the over? Thirty-five? I bet the over at thirty-five. I'm really surprised their offense isn't good. Uh, you know they have Spiller, who's who's really one good. of the one of the most productive running backs returning from last mm-hmm. year. That you know they got wide receivers, but they don't have they don't have their the, offensive line is that's the, a problem this year. And, and it's not but, playing well. People thought it was going to be really good. That's the biggest issue for me is their offensive line's not good. But they don't have – I mean, Watermeyer's a good tight end, but they don't have a Mike Evans or a Swoops or a or a, 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 even a Jamon Osmond type receiver. Out yeah, there but right they now. still have four and five-star players, but, but they're not playing at that level. So, uh, Last one here from Justin Strawn about another Justin. Justin Tucker kicked a 66-yard field goal Sunday. That's 218 feet or roughly the size of a 22-story building. If you fell from a 22-story building, you would die. It's true. If you fell from a building the same distance as the greatest length you could accurately kick a field goal, what type of injury would you suffer? So I would scuff up my knee. Yeah, I think I could kick one from the goal line and get it in. That's a 10-yard field goal. Yeah. Um, so 10 yards is 30 feet. I'll probably break something. Yeah. I'm probably going to break my yeah, ankles you know. falling. Yeah, I mean, you might blow out your knee or something. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna have some lower. I'm gonna have some severe lower body injury. Neither of us would die. No, unless no. unless I just went face first and my cousin crashed Stephen my would die. Why? Why? Because uh, he can kick from like 45. Oh, really? Yeah, he's actually I, a pretty good kicker. I thought you were about to say something. No, no, no. That's not, not. I'm not even making a fat joke. He would keep. I mean, 45. He was talking about he's, he would fall. He was a kicker. He wasn't a kicker, but he's just got. He's got a good leg. He's got the golden toe. Yeah, I've I've seen him hit from forty five. Nice. Yeah. So. So yeah, he he would die. Could he have kicked the kick that Dolan McCord missed the other day? Yes. Thirty two. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, that for stings. Sure. Uh, Cameron Davis. Cameron Davis. Very sorry. Uh, has um, has a question. Even though Will Rogers has been playing well, do you think Jack Abraham would have had a chance in the season had he not get gotten injured? Yeah. I believe that he would have. I don't know if they would have been the quick trigger if Will Rogers was the was the guy and doing what he's doing now. I, I definitely don't think that they would pull him, but I think that that quarterback competition preseason would have been much more competitive. Um, I don't see a reason to pull Will Rogers right now. I just don't. I mean, I, I know everybody's clamoring for him to to see the field better, throw the ball down the field. That's and and that's an accurate assessment by everyone. Mm-hmm. But he's still throwing for. Over three hundred and what is it? 340, 364. 364 a game. Yeah, with two interceptions and eleven touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I still don't see a reason to pull him out of the game. No. I mean, he's he's perfectly capable. It would, of running it would have had to have been Abraham winning the job. Yes, it would not could not. I don't think playing this way through four games it would have made a change. And one thing, you put pressure on Rodgers. Yeah, to perform. Yeah, if you have that guy right now, there's just nobody there. Uh, and I'm not saying that he's letting off the gas or anything. I think he's performing okay. But I'd be interested to see if he had a guy right on his heels, mm-hmm. what he would look like. Hunter Manis wants to know, why is GIF pronounced like GIF when it stands for Graphics Interchange Format? I don't know, but that's that's what the guy that, that created it. That's exactly why. The guy so, who created it says GIF. So I go with that. Yeah, yeah. so I mean... I get that it's, it's supposed to be, I think... <clears> uh, more of a soft G, but uh, you know. Yeah, it does it, when I think GIF, I think peanut butter. I yeah. think we've talked about that before. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I say GIF. I don't say GIF. 
Uh, why do you think Mike Leach, reckon why Leach wouldn't use his timeouts before the end of the first half against LSU? The clock management at the end of both halves was atrocious. Not good. Not good at all. Very Mullen-esque. I, I was telling you, whenever yeah. State got the ball right before the half, mm-hmm. they're, they're about to run the clock out. And, like, they were running an offense like they like they were running, you know, hurry-up offense and trying to get the ball down the field. They still had two timeouts. Yeah. It made no sense whatsoever. And if you're going to run, if you want to go to the locker room, just take a knee. Why are you risking fumbling or yeah. something like that or an injury? You obviously are, are, are trying to score or something there, I guess. You're, I don't know what you're doing right there, but your offense is trying to get the ball down the field. Why did you not use your timeouts? I, I don't know. And, and the last time somebody asked that question mm-hmm. was Joel, and he said, why don't you coach the team? So there's really no reason for us to ask right. those questions when right. he's going to respond that way. No, I agree. Uh, Brian McDuff wants to know, I see all of the people saying you can clearly see improvement. Weren't we here after UGA last year? Well, yeah. But there's been improvement since then. Yeah, I think they've improved even more. Yeah. Um, we did see a steady improvement, mm-hmm. at, but we also saw some lapses offensively, too, on that team. Yeah. Auburn, they weren't good. They couldn't run the ball on Ole Miss at all. No. Um, Tulsa, they weren't great, which it was raining, so I don't yeah. I, I don't really put a whole lot into that. But yeah. the offense looks significantly better than yeah. it did last year. Especially now, when you talk about early in the season last year versus this year. Right. They look- they're not doing the same. You know, They were going three and out constantly yeah. last year. Or turning it over. Yeah. yeah. And th- this team is managing things. They're, they're taking – what the defense gives them in some situations, they're just not as aggressive as they need to be. So that's the next step for Mississippi State. You need to be getting the ball down the field yeah. and getting those explosive plays. Also from Brian McDuff, I still have no doubt we'll unexpectedly beat someone. Who do you think it will be? I don't count Kentucky. Now you should. Kentucky would be an unexpected win. Yeah, I, I don't Auburn count that one either. And Texas A&M are, I feel like, the best opportunities. Those are, and you know I kind of think that their chances of beating A and M are better than beating Auburn. Feels like it because they just A and M's a little rocky right this second, you know. And, and the last few times they've been to Auburn, just have not been have not been good, good. showing. So, no. um, I, those would be my two my two teams. So. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, and then and then obviously, Ole Miss just because yeah. of the Egg Bowl, right? Uh, let's see here, a depressed dog. Whose, whose Twitter handle is at four rumblings. It, the people who have just the random accounts just to ask us questions, like, your questions aren't that hot. You know, it's not like you're on here saying, I think Mike Leach is a terrible person and should be thrown in the ocean. You know, just, <laughs> just ask your questions from your normal accounts. Uh, predict what would ha- occur if Mark Curls were announced as the white hat for the Egg Bowl. Nothing. Nothing would happen. Well, people know. would be angry and that's it. Yeah. The SEC wouldn't do anything. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. Uh, we beat NC State, who was proven to be pretty good, pretty darn good last this week. What does that mean for a team that is two plays away from being four and zero, but is one play away from one and three? So I disagree that they're two plays away from being four and zero. Yeah, it would take a little bit more yeah. than that. They are one play away from being one and three, though. I, you go back and watch that field goal. I think it was going to be good if Jaden Crumley doesn't get a hand on it. Yeah. So what does it mean? It means this team is, like I said, they're a bad, good team. Mm-hmm. Is that right? They're just yeah. not. No, they're a good bad team. I'm sorry. They're they're, they're not good. quite good enough. Yeah. To get over that hump and win win enough. When they of those make games. mistakes, it, it it kills them. Yeah. So, I will say though, one one thing that I've been impressed with with this team is the fact that they do get down in these ball games, and it it could 
you know, just absolutely swallow them up, and they're able to kind of get past it. Yeah, that that's one thing that should that should make Mentally, you optimistic. This team is, is tough. I mean, think about that punt return. Yeah, by Calvin Austin could have knocked them out. They should have just laid down right there. Yeah, they and did. At normal year they would have, but they didn't. LSU, you go down, you you had possession of the ball until that penalty. Then they score that long touchdown. You go down by two touchdowns, three touchdowns, whatever it was. You come back and you make a three-point game. I mean, that that should be something that's, that should be optimistic for you as a state fan. But you're still making way too many mistakes. you got to clean that up. I agree. Philip Owen asks, when will Dak get a statue on campus? After he wins the Super Bowl or before? Because both will happen. Well, obviously, there will be a time before he wins the Super Bowl because it's that's all the time in the world of the history of the world. You, you don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl? I mean, they... He might, but obviously there is time before. Okay. Yeah, we're uh, living it right now. Do you think that he's going to get a statue? Eventually. But he'll be retired, though. In the uh, in the junction? Yeah, like where? right in front of... of like, I think eventually they're going <clears> to <throat> you know redo the south end zone, and when they do, there'll be some some room for statues out there, I think. Maybe you put, uh, like, you know, Jack Crystal. Yeah. One. Maybe, uh, I don't know if Jackie Sherrill would or not, because the way his tenure ended, but it could. Well, and he was five hundred yeah. in his career. I mean, somebody like Johnny Cooks or or, or or Kent Hull could get one, and then Dak will have one. Jackie Parker could have one, I guess, or Shorty McWilliams. I'm a fan of the just the busts, just the yeah. the head shots, whatever you know, like that they oh, have at LSU. This, I would love the the Dak statue of him pointing in the sky. Yeah, that that, and then you have like your All Americans or your yeah. you know people like that. You have like the bust, like yeah. just their heads. Uh, the American Dream has a question. I'm not going to use the American Dream voice for it because it's, I, I want to go into this question. Who should Binko hire as the new head coach of Georgia Southern? Why on earth would I know an answer to that? Yeah, I have no clue. Who, who, why? I could barely put together a Mississippi State hot board. You want me to put together one for Georgia Southern? I mean, it would. No it's going to be somebody that we don't know. Yeah. it's a, Who is the offensive coordinator at Valdosta State? That person. All right, uh, Tucker Medlin. I normally try to stay for the whole game, but I admit I left the game Saturday when it became twenty-eight to ten. How bad do games have to get before you consider leaving early? When you're there as a fan, of course. I stayed until the end of the two thousand eight Egg Bowl. There's no getting me out at this point. I never, I, I never really left early. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, like I said, I had season tickets during the Croom era, and we stayed to the bitter end, man. We stayed that Egg Bowl when Eli um, was a senior. I think it was like thirty-one to nothing or something like that. Yeah, it was raining. We stayed the entire ball game to the very end, last snap. It was thirty-one to nothing. So I don't think anything's getting me out of my seat. I mean, and now I have to stay there to the end, so it doesn't really um, affect me anymore. I'm so numb to Mississippi State football at this point. Nothing, nothing. I feel like nothing I see can be worse than what I saw during the crew era. Yeah, and you know, at this point with our jobs, it's like I'm just, I'm just used to the idea that I have to stay till the end anyway. Yeah, I mean, so, I, we, we've seen some bad doesn't, doesn't sporting events. Doesn't bother me. Uh, let's move on here. Nine hundred one Stark Dog says, "What's more frustrating, untimely penalties, stupid penalties, or untimely stupid penalties?" <laughs> it seems like if we eliminate these. Then we could probably add some W's. Untimely stupid penalties is the easiest answer. Like the one you saw the other day with the uh, attempted block punt. I mean, if you just play punt coverage there and you just, you know, everybody just drops back and just covers and you just fair catch it, I I, st- I think State wins that ball game. That's how frustrating that was. But 
it is what it is. It's behind you now. Exactly. They've got to improve special teams. Yeah, I agree. Richard Pittman wants to know, what are the top three football wins in MSU history? I think it's... Alabama in 80. Yeah. Auburn in 14. Yep. And then the third... It's like Those are the easy picks. <clears throat> the third one, I, I, I think the correct answer is 1940, uh, beating Ole Miss to win the... Uh, SEC. I guess it would have been 41 to win the SEC championship. That's what I know that's what the MSU history account would have me say. Um, but, yeah, know, I'm just trying to think of another... 98. 98, uh, the, Arkansas, the Arkansas. Or Ole Miss. People forget that you... Nobody talks about the Ole Miss game. You had to beat Ole Miss to win the West. But the way you won that Arkansas game was more, more memorable. Kick the game, win in field goal, tear down the field goals... Yeah, that third one's up for grabs, but one and two is is, is there. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Who we got next? Uh, R.J. Sweatman wants to know, would you say that the angst from how we've improved on offense and wanting our improvement to equal wins be due to Ole Miss being good? I, I've said this before, and I think Robbie agrees. The way Ole Miss has turned it around in Lane Kiffin definitely contributes to the frustration of Mississippi State fans. It It magnifies it. A hundred thousand times, I, I think that's I think that's really the the fuel behind the fire at this point. If Ole Miss was was having a slow build like Mississippi State yeah. is, I think people would be exactly much more different. The fact that they had you know competitive team last year and their offense was really exciting and Mississippi State was really struggling, it really added to the angst, like you said. So yeah. Uh. Heard that Leach challenged the onside kick because why not take a chance with the state of officiating? Has testing SEC officials' incompetence become a game strategy? I haven't heard that, but holy crap, I hope that's true. I hope he's like, you know, these refs are such, I'm, I'm sorry, these such dummies that I'm going to test take a chance that they'll screw up the call. Why not? You know, I asked him about this after the game, why he challenged that, mm-hmm. and he said last week, they challenged it without the coach getting involved. So he thought they were going to do that. Mm-hmm. And they, the people, I guess the people upstairs, I'm, I'm just guessing, everybody thought that Jaquavius Marks got pushed into the ball prematurely by an LSU player. Right. I didn't see that initially. We have a question about that later. And at the end of the day, the, the, the receiving team can, can block – they're yeah. allowed to block at the start of uh, from the start. There is no illegal touching by the kicking team, and there is no illegal blocking by the receiving team. Is what I mean because you're allowed to block. What the, if you're the, on the kicking team? You're not allowed to block before the ball's gone ten. You yards. can block before it's going ten yards. You can step in there and hit somebody. No. Oh, oh the receiving team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I I haven't really looked at the rules. Absolutely, on that. you can. Yeah. So I don't know if that was the thinking or because if they think were trying it, let's to find say something. You, let's say you onside kick it, right? And it, it, it bounces at six yards, and somebody streaks in there and grabs it. If somebody's with them, they can block. I don't know. I don't. They uh, can't. No, I, I, you've I, looked at the I, rules I know, on that? I know that I'm correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know what the thinking was on that. Um, and I think they would have got uh, – would they, have, they would have had time if they used that timeout – on that possession to get the if, ball back. Assuming they got a stop, that the LSU did not get a first down, they would have gotten the ball back with maybe like 35 seconds left. 
Oh, like that. that hurts. Yeah. Somebody, that what they would have done, they would have tried to block the punt <clears throat> and then gone from there. And something would have happened right there. Rodney yeah, Gross would have come back. Exactly. So. All right. Elliot Everett wants to know, could you see Leach innovating his offense more when and if the players execute the basics more to his liking? Could that be a reason sometimes it seems like more of the same? No. I, no, this is what his offense looks like. This is this is it. This is the offense. I just don't. I don't think we're going to see it, especially at this stage in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here, Jacob Chancellor. Why should the entire team be penalized for someone doing something that has been deemed wrong due to potential self injury? Referring to the run, the rule about jumping over the fence in order to uh, attempt to block a punt. I say the penalty should be the injury. Do it at your own risk. Well, if that's the case, then targeting isn't a penalty. Yeah, I mean, you're trying to yep. discourage people from doing it. Yeah, so Pen- penalties are penalties. Period. Yeah, the, the the whole point is they they want to prevent it from happening. So to do that, you have to say you're going to be penalized on this play if this happens. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Strange Brew Coffee House. I hear we're getting a Dave and Buster's in the old Val Marketplace. True. Imagine if we had a Dave and Buster's that size. That would be incredible. I go hit it up. Oh, I would go. You know, at SEC Media Days, we had that. Uh, we got yeah. that certificate to go. I yeah, never, yeah. I, I never used it. I so. gave mine. I wish I had gotten yours. I gave mine to. Uh, I have a friend who has some kids who lives in Birmingham. So oh, okay. Like, Take your kids. You know, have a good time. Never been before. I, I've been to Dave and Buster's, and I've been to the to an ESPN Zone back when those were. Uh, oh yeah, I remember those. Those were cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see here, Clay Crowder. What annoys y'all more? Moorhead describing injuries as upper slash lower body injuries as opposed to getting specific to what the obvious injury is, or Leach just not talking about injuries. Leach not talking Leech. about it because at least we, at <clears throat> least what Moorhead would tell you is he's got a lower body. We don't expect him to play. Yeah, I just want to know if they're playing. Yeah, right. I don't even really I mean, care about what the injury is. And, and I understand. And, and I understand. We talked a lot about this on yesterday's pod. I understand completely. It's his program. He can handle it however he wants to. And you know, a lot of coaches out of the privacy of their players and things like that. They don't want to talk about it. But I would like to at least know the the severity. I mean, we didn't even get a confirmation on Jordan Davis. Yeah, I mean, never did. If if they're out for the season, can you just tell us yeah. they're out? I mean, I mean that, you, you're not gain, – nobody gains anything. No, I mean, you're not – you're not pulling wool over the eyes of Alabama that Jordan Davis is out. He's, he's not well, going to that's, that's sort of Clay's next question here. Why are some coaches weird about talking about injuries? I don't know. They, they, they think it, it gives them some sort of tactical advantage, and it just doesn't. I mean, Dan Mullen was, would sometimes give you a full injury report, and, and then, then if you ask about it, I mean, it's just like... Oh, we don't talk about injuries. Yeah, we have a policy. Yeah. No, you, you sometimes you tell us I, about I, injuries. I forget one time where he just sat there and started listing all these players... Like these players are not going to play this weekend, and he was listing guys who had been out for weeks, like Tobias Smith, who would. Tobias been. Smith was a grad assistant. Yeah, he was coaching. Yeah, and uh, Tobias Smith out. Uh, like, Sam Creekmore, the out. walk-on guy. Yeah. Uh, he and then we had um, who was that? The uh, Jordan Washington. Yeah, he was on the depth chart, and he was like out for the season. Yeah, and he, like that's another thing is the depth chart. Yes. Yeah, yeah, doesn't make any sense. The Mangum Cafe asks, if you were a tool found in the garden shed, what would you be and why? I'm just a tool. Yeah. I'm a shovel. Just general all digging. tool. You're digging your I grave. I dig my own holes, you know, sometimes. You dig your own grave. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be a rake. Very good. What is your favorite Reba song? 
Fancy? Fancy is the only really appropriate answer. But I'll take, there are other answers I'll take, but Fancy is number one. I mean, I can't even think of that many Reba songs off the top of my head. Eh. I enjoy the whole catalog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The She's one of those people like, I don't know a lot of her songs, but I love her. She's a queen. I, w- I would worship her according Aunt to her. Reba. Yeah. She's no Barbara Mandrell, though. Uh, Smo wants to know. Can, Smo Daddy. Smo Daddy. Can Tulu Griffin not return punts? You know what I you know what I feel like doing here? I feel like being like a dad. Be like, I don't know, can he? <laughs> like, I'm sure he could. I you know, there there is uh I, I think that this is this is a um a good point, but at the same time, the coaches have seen these players in practice. If he's not comfortable with a guy standing in front of his face mm-hmm. and, and holding on to the ball when he gets there, you don't need him back there because that's the most important thing with punt returns is just possessing the ball. And I think they feel comfortable with, with Austin Williams and Jaden Wally, even though those guys have fumbled and they have yeah. dropped the ball, more often than not, they're going to catch it. Yeah. And that, So what I'm saying is basically we've, we've probably, if I'm in the coach's shoes, we've probably seen Tulu in practice and maybe he's, he doesn't look comfortable yeah. when somebody's in front of his face. It's possible. Because, I mean, people get down there and stay, they're standing two feet from yeah, you saying, yeah. drop the ball. Yeah. Club 47 wants to know what our thoughts are on the death of the Lodge. Evidently, the Lodge is uh, being purchased by some sort of conglomerate that does these kind of stores all across the country. Is it still going to be the Lodge? I don't know. Um, I mean, there's so many of these places. Yeah. I mean, from I mean, a from a nostalgic standpoint, yeah. I mean, that's a place where I used to go when I was a kid, and that was like the... The first real Mississippi State so store for merchandise. So for me, like I bought, I went to the lodge a couple months ago. I bought a Mississippi State hat for Will East to take to Greece because he, you know, he had to take a picture over there. But other than that, like I don't ever shop. I don't shop there or Maroon and Company or anything because like they don't carry big guy clothes. So I don't. I just can't go in there. I'm heading that direction. You're you're got a long way to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm so, catching up. With that said, I mean, I've it's, been training it's hard. a local business. I hate seeing local businesses go out of business yeah. and be bought by you know out-of-state stuff. So and We'll see what happens yeah. with it. Jacob Shuby, uh, let's, let's just make sure. I, I know, no no replies. Very good, very good. Robbie, to help prepare everyone for Bulldog Brash, name your top Hardy songs that people need to listen to. I, for one, always enjoy and get a laugh out of He Went to Jared. That's a funny one. Why is um, it funny? Um... Uh, well, it's just there's some stuff in there about he went to Ole Miss, I went to work. Okay. Stuff oh, like that. yeah. I got you. Okay. Okay. So uh, basically, he's saying I, I I think the song the premise of the song is this girl went for the guy with the money. Yeah. And he and the and he kind of was like the hometown guy. That, I got you. I got you. Um. Rednecker obviously is one of my favorites. Where I saw some people making fun of that on Twitter. And all, all I have to say to that is, shut up. Um, okay. Hate Your Hometown is one of my favorites from uh, of Rock, that album that he put out. Um, and then Truck, I really like Truck. Those are, those are probably my top three. Yeah. Oh, and um, uh, Give Heaven Some Hell is a really good song. Okay, there we go. Coach Alan McKean says, Robbie. Is there anything more annoying than the PA announcer at the East Union-East Webster game Thursday night? 
So very rough. specific an- uh, question. Yeah, is was he rough? It well, it was just it was one of those like play by play PA yeah. announcers, yeah, yeah. and that just gets under my skin. I hear. I you. mean, it's just. It's too much. I just like I can't have a conversation with the person next to me because like the person is doing play by play. Yeah, and it happens. Is it like in the Mississippi Town thing that uh, that that West Blankenship does? Well, I mean, he's or on the Tyler Henderson. Well, he's on the radio. Okay, he's pretending to be on the radio. Right, but this, still, this is a PA guy over the over. No, the I get that, but I'm saying, is it like that? Is he, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's like well, he passes it to. Jimmy Johnson, Jimmy Johnson's running down the field. I can't deal with that. Yeah, you're it's right. It's too much. Right. I mean, you know, Knoxville County does it, which that guy's a great guy. Yeah. But it's just, there, there's, it's a, I don't know if it's a Mississippi thing or what, but it happens at places. Yeah. Ellisville Dog says, when I see an offense running no huddle, new defensive linemen are subbed in every chance they get, but you never see subs for the offensive linemen. Why is this? Are offensive linemen superior athletes to their D-line counterparts? Well, we saw that the other day, and, and it, it was cost about screwing Mississippi State cost on the time. clock. Yeah, so that's probably a part of the reason. For the, but yeah, for the most part, your offensive line, your five guys are your five guys, and they only come out if, if they need a break. If they need like an injury break, they, you know. Plus, it takes them like thirty seconds to get to yeah, the sideline. Being tired is not really an option on the offensive line. I feel bad for the offensive linemen. Man, I was watching the Eagles last night, and you know their center went down with some kind of ankle injury or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're getting they're they're stomping on each other's toes. They're running in each other. People are rolling over their ankles. Yeah, it happens. It's tough. Man. I had a guy step on my groin once. Oh, it's not not pleasant. <laughs> Not pleasant. And then nobody notices them, really, and no, unless you're Cole Kubelik. Yeah, you screw up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Andrew Bowie wants us to rank together the top Marvel and Star Wars movies. Okay, we're going to have to talk about this because th- this is a very sensitive topic right. for people. Well, first off, there's only three Star Wars movies that have any chance of making this, this conversation. The, the old ones. The old ones, right. Yes. And to me, the number one one is going to be that. Empire Strikes Empire Strikes Back. Strike Back. I absolutely agree right. with that. Then I would put... Uh, Endgame, number two. Okay. Avengers. Return of the Jedi, number three. Infinity War, number four. And now here's where we get interesting. Do I want to put just Star Wars in here or A New Hope or whatever you want to call it? Or do I want to go with another Marvel movie? If I was going to go with, I'm gonna go with another movie, Marvel. What would you go with? Um, You know, I've, I really like the Captain America. The Winter Soldier. The, the Winter Soldier. That is movie. a great movie. I don't know if is it good enough to be top five in this. Category? I don't know if it's better than Star Wars. I really want to go with a Marvel movie, but I mean, what what beats Star Wars? I think it's Star Wars. I always liked Iron Man. I love the love, Iron Man series, love but not better than Star Wars. Let's just let's just Star go with Wars it. Is five. Three of the five is your yeah. is your old school Star Wars. Movies. I agree. All right, Chase. Who would your pick? Who would be your pick for the announce team? When NCAA football returns, that's a good question. I, I, you know, Brad Nessler, but I don't want Gary uh, Gary Danielson. Yeah, you can't so. be. A, it's got to be an ESPN guy. So, what about? Here's what I would really like. First off, they need more than one. Yes, like FIFA is doing that now. They have you see because it feels weird. It's like why is Brad Nessler announcing every Mississippi State game? Yeah. So get two or three. I would contract with ESPN. And try to get some of their talent, and then maybe sort of you make it where okay, if it's an eleven a.m. game, that you know you have so and so. What I would really night, love, Tom Hart, Jordan Rogers, and Cole Kubler. What I'd really love is to have SEC Network, yeah. ESPN, Fox, yeah. CBS. Can we? Get that some would be awesome. Stuff. Yeah, 
That that would never happen. Probably a lot of money involved. That would never happen, but that would be awesome. But here's the thing. Somebody like it costs a lot of money. When this game comes back out, they'll be printing money. Uh, didn't everybody AB, will own? It. Didn't ABC get the rights to college football? I mean, uh, SEC football two thirty game. Yeah. Okay, so that's going to be that's that's going to be on the Fowler game at some and, point. And Kirk Herbstreit. That's probably who it's going to be. It's Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit. Probably. Yeah. I, I would love to see. I would love to hear Dari Noqua and you know people like that. That would yeah. be cool. Has an SEC team? This is also from Chase. Ever played on a Friday night? What would be your thoughts on MSU doing so? Would not be a fan of that. I'm sure it's happened though. Well, State did it against BYU a few years ago. Put Does it mean the SEC game? That, that's a good point. I forgot about that game later on Friday. Yeah, night. yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, that was a Friday night at like 9 p.m. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. So I wouldn't like that. Then we have this guy Claude Snyder who like decides to answer a question and then he gets he gets into a conversation with. So just get the hell out of here. That's the that's the that's the crew. Is that one that's of that? Is that part yeah. of that new troll crew? Yes. That's oh, okay. Well, those guys suck. Uh, and that, uh, one thing I will say that I like about them is they're staying in character. Well, at least I, have if you're gonna have a troll account, please stay Commit in to character. the bit. Just stay in character. Be your be your guy. Yeah. Uh, Ty Hamill says qualities I hate from things that I love: frozen pizza being too hot to eat when it immediately leaves the oven. My wife hoarding receipts and thunder and lightning episodes that are less than forty minutes. I mean, sometimes there's not a lot to talk about. Then he asks, "What are three things you hate about college football and would change if you could?" Officials need to be accountable. Yes, they need, there needs to be an officials press conference after every game. The games are too long. The ga- I can live. I can live no. the length of the games uh-uh. for me. I would change targeting to a red card, yellow card system. Okay, yeah, I I do like that, but that then you start getting in a gray area. Well, I mean, that you, becomes you, a that, well. I, but I would, and again, with if, if I have accountability from the officials, I feel like I can go into that gray area. It's got to be specified, right? Did he lean in with the crown of his helmet, right. or was this one of the main things I'm going to look at? Is, did the movement of the offensive player affect what happened? So when an offensive player lowers his helmet, and the defensive player comes, I, I can't. Say that the the guy was isn't the NFL doing kind of doing that? Are they doing they're doing unnecessary roughness like and targeting separated? Yeah. yeah, because I you know I saw they've they've done the unnecessary roughness you know like launching and stuff like that and the players not ejected, but I do they also have the targeting? I I haven't really seen I think that that's lately. Right. Yeah. Okay. So and then you want to you want to work on game length is your other one? Yeah, I, I just think it's too long. I mean, and, and you know maybe well, maybe I'm being you know. An old man or something. I don't know. You but get it's this just... a lot in pro football. It's not so much in college, but when it's extra point, commercial, kickoff, yes. commercial, no. It's too no, much. There's too many commercials. I, I would venture to say, I don't have the numbers on this, that college football is longer than NFL games. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're definitely right. Yeah, because nobody in the NFL is throwing it 62 times. Yeah, so, so I mean, college game, I mean, the high, NFL games rarely. are over like a, around 3, 315. Mm-hmm. So, a college game, I mean, some of these college games are like four hours long. Yeah, you, you very rarely are going to see a four-hour NFL game. Very yeah. rarely. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of enjoy watching the NFL a little more. I, right do now. I do not. Maybe it's because I'm invested in fantasy football. That, that plays a big role in it, for sure. But, I mean, the game, there's way more parity. Games are better to me. I agree with everything you're saying, but I just mean, for me, I like college football. Better. I like the pageantry of college, college football. I like knowing that there are some crappy teams out there. Yeah. 
it's nice yeah. to, to say you're going to win this ball game. But. Yeah. Uh, Big Swole Justin Cole, finally jumping back in with us, was, I guess he's asking about Danielson uh, Omega, was that the best TV match since Cena Punk on Raw in 2013? The the Danielson and Omega match, oh, that, game, that match was so really good. really good. So probably so. That was that Cena Punk match was awesome. Was too. really good. Was that the was that the thousandth episode of Raw or something? Something like that. When Cena the had a in? match with Cesaro on TV, that was fantastic. Really good. They don't have very many good matches nah, anymore in WWE. No. I mean, you'll you'll see these great matches matches on AEW every yeah. week. But um, that 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 match was outstanding. Danielson and and Omega, that was incredible. Uh, I agree this team isn't as bad as the record indicates. If this team can get the scores to reflect the offensive production, I can definitely see a bowl game this year and a lot to look forward to next season. Thoughts? Yeah. that's. I said that today. I, I did an interview on Texax Radio that basically what states their their yardage doesn't equal their points. Yeah. If you're averaging 450 a game offensively, you should be averaging over 30 a game. But they're not. Well, for one, they're not good in the red zone. Right. That's a huge part of it. Um, and secondly, they just have these these lapses and drives. When, when they it, get off schedule, yes. When, when they're second and twelve, yep. It's it, the drive. They're in over. trouble. The drives over. When, when they're when they're getting you know five yards on first down, then you have second and two or uh, third and two or something like that. They're in good shape, but they'll do that and then they'll just completely stall out. Okay. Last one from Big Swole Justin Cole. What's it going to take to get you guys to come to a championship wrestling from Memphis TV taping? Have you guys seen any of the episodes? They're available on YouTube if you're not in the viewing area. So here's I'm what I go watch them now. Here's what I'll say. Well, this is my first encounter with Big Swole Justin Cole. I think on Big the Swole, you need to send. A, you sent me and Joel some merchandise. You need to get Robbie some as well. Um, I would say this. I looked. Big Swole has since dropped the strap. He is no. He is not the 901 champion at this time. So the next time you have a championship match, when you take when you're going to take the belt off of Andy Mack. You let us know, and I think we might try to make a trip up there. We'll have to go up there. And Memphis barbecue. I mean, you don't have to wrestling. twist my arm to go eat, go to Memphis. I mean, yeah, yeah I'll so yeah, for sure. I'll gladly go up there for sure. Uh, let's let's before we uh, let's go to let's before before we go to the next question, let's move on into the second half of the rumblings. It's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Welcome Home Beef is available in local grocery stores across this great state from Collinsville up into DeSoto County and all points in between there. If your local grocer doesn't carry Welcome Home Beef, find out why. It's a great Mississippi product, and you'll be happy to sample it. So call your local grocer and call Welcome Home Beef to see what you can do to help get their products into your markets. That number is 662-268-8148. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to be when you're in Starkville. Great outdoor patio, great food, great people, and a fantastic atmosphere. It's always buzzing at Two Brothers. Make sure it's on your to-do list next time you're in Starkville. Head over to the heart of the Cotton District to Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Also, don't forget with Two Brothers, tailgating is always available. So before the Alabama game, you get your uh, tailgating in up until the Wednesday of game week. Email them at twobrothersstarkville uh, at gmail.com to place your order. Advantage Business Systems is going to take care of you with a two-pronged plan. They have an incredible selection of everything a business needs from a technological standpoint. Copiers, printers, computers, software, whatever it is, they've got you covered. 
and then they back every sale they make up with the kind of customer service you would expect if you were doing business with your next-door neighbor. And that's what Advantage Business Systems really is. They are your next-door neighbor. They're a Mississippi business, first and foremost, and always have been for 46 years. Call them today. Find out how they can work things out for you. That number is 601-362-9192. Or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. M over S Mama asks, why does the podcast on Apple still have Joel T as a co-host and doesn't list Robbie at all? I looked this up. It says Robbie Falk on there. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know what she's looking at that I'm not looking at. People have sent me screenshots that I, I don't know if I it's think a it's certain, I don't know if it's a certain like, app or what. Like I, I used just the Apple podcast app and it, I looked at it and it said Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk. Well, let me look here. You look. I'm, I'm looking. Well, we're going to get it right now. It says Joel Coleman on mine. So let me see there. So are you using, let me. I'm on the Apple podcast. So the the, the purple one there? Yes. Okay. See, I, it says that though. You see what I'm seeing? Did you go to shows? Where where do I? Or do? episodes? Okay, now I see that. So yeah. All right, I'll see what I can do to get that fixed. Is there is there a way you can edit that or what? I, mean, I don't think I could edit it, but I think I know who can edit it. So I don't want to uh, forget the memory of Joel Coleman. It's here, time for him to move on, though. We, we, we've moved on. So Crazy. I just want an accurate bio. Yeah. We sort of answered Henry Pennington's question about the end of the first half. Uh, let's see here. Big Dog asks, I'm not trying to make excuses, but are we too hard on this team? Two first quarter fumbles. And we are 4-0. So I guess you're saying if they didn't have those. There's an obvious change in culture from when Yankee Joe left to compare to... <laughs> Mike Leach is from Utah, isn't he? Uh, State by 14 this weekend. Y'all heard it here first. Hashtag kick rocks. I don't know if we're being too hard on the team. I mean, they st- the, I mean, it's at the end of the game. you got to win games. They, they are definitely getting better, but... Here's what I say. I think that we're... There's, there's still some people out there that are... That just don't think this is going to work. Yeah. That don't think this off, and I disagree with that. I think that this offense can work. I think that they can have success, and they've shown the ability to move the football and to have success offensively. I think that you know we're not being too hard on them because they did lose the ball games. Yeah, but I think you know coming out, I think we're being a little too hard on Will Rogers. I agree with that, and I'm you know I'm not trying to to be you know everybody be sweet and all that stuff. I'm just saying. The number the numbers are there in certain spots. They need to be better in other spots. He's got to be a better quarterback for this offense to really take it to the next step. But he's also been pretty darn good in certain areas. I think it's okay to say both of those things. I agree. Uh, let's see here. I'm muting some of this troll army here while we're doing this. Uh, Zach wants to know French toast or French toast sticks. I'm going to be different than you on this okay because <clears throat> i know you like the stuffed french toast and stuff like that i like the sticks because french toast can get a little soggy we talked about this the other day yeah i, I don't like the the french the soggy toast sticks part. always crunchy the sticks are, are crunchy yeah and i like that i like french toast sticks but french toast is something that you can do a lot with so I'm yeah gonna go with actual french i know toast. you like the stuffed french toast things like that you're a big sweet guy for breakfast yeah so um i'm gonna be opposite you on that that's fine uh, let's see here. Uh, our next question comes to us from uh, Jim Arrington, who did a good job of rebuking his one person who answered. 
I've always heard that an MLB team is who they are by the All-Star break. How many football games before you are who you are? Can you finish 500? Can State finish 500 considering the schedule gets more difficult? I think after the bye week, so that's after this game. I would say after Alabama. We talked about that a little bit yesterday, that you know, after Alabama, I, if they're either getting better or they're, or they're not. Yeah, I don't know how much we can judge from that Alabama game. Well, I think this you is, need to score points. In that exactly. Game. That's what I was talking to, I was talking to Borky about this because he was saying he doesn't consider Alabama a litmus test. And I'm like, can you improve? State lost 41 nothing last year. They didn't score a point. Can they, can, they, can they just be competitive with Alabama? Can they just, you know, can the final score of a game against Alabama be, you know, 45-21 or something like that? Yeah. That, that's sure, something I mean, that's, you would know, yeah. The offense has not been good against Alabama since 2008, and right. it really wasn't great in that ballgame. Right. Uh, let's see here. Sheldon Nations. Buy or sell, MSU is better at every offensive position group in 2021 compared to last year. I'm yeah. buying that. I'll buy that for sure. Yep. Uh, also, do we have the first break but don't bend defense in SEC history? It's a good point. Like you can't, it's tough to drive down the field on this defense, but you can get the big plays. There, there's been others that have had that, yeah. but it's not many. Usually it's been, but don't break. I mean, this team can get three and out, and then the next possession give up a 60-yard touchdown. Yeah, I mean, it's just you exactly. never know what you're going to get. Exactly. It's like a box of chocolates. Uh, the walking bully. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the Forrest Gump reference there. <laughs> the walking bully. On Monday's show at the 1343 mark, Brian stated while discussing the offense and special teams errors, I put no blame on the players. One, do you agree? No. You put blame on the players? Yes. Okay. Two, does that also apply to the defense that continues to bust coverages and has wide receivers running wide open? There's always there's always some blame that you can put on players Coverage for that. busts tend to be on players. But, you know, in the, in the same way with the special teams, you can have lapses in judgment or lapses when you're in the middle of a ball game. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're just not thinking straight. Like the – I mean – when you're down, when the, the 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 punt return, like, I I guess you can teach players to just grab the ball and hand it to the ref, but that's kind of something that you should know to do, not just run in there and touch it and you know, go on to whatever you're doing. I mean, there's certain things that players should just know not to do, and you should know on on the punt on the punt returns not to try to leap over the shield and try to block a, a punt. Yeah. So. I'm not. I'm not putting 100% blame on the coaches. Okay. I mean, at the end of the day, these players are SEC football players. Right. Some of the stuff they should know to do or not to do. Missy Nations wants to know about our dogs. I don't have dogs, so tell them about yours. Uh, <clears throat> my dog's name is Chachi. That's right. He is a Akita lab mix. Um, the Akita breed is one of the most aggressive, most dangerous dogs in the world Mm -hmm. but he is a very uh kind and gentle dog he's uh always been careful with my daughter he's he's a great dog he's very stoic doesn't get too excited the only time he really gets excited is if we're about to go walking um very obedient dog he's the best dog i've ever had well there you go and i've had him for probably 10 years there you go maybe longer than that all right uh let's see here uh, Pat in Paris wants to know catfish or redfish? Catfish. Catfish. I agree with that. Wade Jones, what tastes worse, drinking Gatorade or orange juice after brushing your teeth? I don't drink orange juice. Uh, 
And I would ne- why would I drink? I, I've heard about this that it's like it tastes terrible. Yeah, but I I don't do it, so I have no idea. I stopped doing that because I was having some like acid problem. And that's very acidic drink. So yeah, yeah. So uh, Scott, you wants to know: Do you think Coach o-, o makes the rest of the year? I think they will go after Lane Kiffin. Who do you think is on their short list? I, I he'll he'll he won't get fired until the end of the season, but he's definitely going to get fired unless something unusual happens. I I kind of disagree with that. I think he's about really? to kind of – we talked about this the other day. Okay. I think he's about to do just enough to keep his job. There's and no do way. The, I think it's going to happen. They're Unless gonna, the other stuff comes up. They already have a loss, right? They're going to lose to Alabama, to Florida, to Arkansas. To he's going to upset – That's seven and five. He's going to upset somebody he's not supposed to beat. It better be Ole Miss then. It's going to be – something's going to happen. Even at eight and, and four, he's. A, I think he'd be in a little bit of trouble. But at seven and five, trouble. he's definitely getting fired. Probably. I, I think that he's I, – I just – I think it's about to be another Les Miles situation. The short list is Kiffin, Napier, and who else? Give me one more. I'm trying to think who would be a good fit for that job that's out there right now. Would they go after Cristobal? Yeah, that would be a good fit. Yeah, I think so. Get him back in the SEC. Okay. Right. Let's go with those three. Yeah. Let's, let somebody else occurs to us. Uh, Brogan Fairchild wants to know, if you could be Mike Leach for a day, what would you do at practice and or the football program? Well, I mean, if I'm, it needs to be game day. Otherwise, what difference does it make, right? If I could be Mike Leach for a day, I'm spending some money. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, we're not practicing today. I'm going to Vegas. I mean, five mil for people this be, job. People would get mad if I was Mike Leach for a day. He makes five million in this job, and then he's got those books, and then he's got Cameo. He's got money on top of that, too. I mean, he's he's been coaching for a long time. so Yeah, I mean. yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to go spend a few hundred grand in, in Las Vegas. <laughs> so we're having a day off. I'm not even talking about practice. You know, yeah. I'm just going to. Exactly. What's the most random celebrity meeting you've ever had? I met Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas at the Vegas airport bar on a Sunday morning. You had a good random celebrity encounter? I didn't meet this person, but I saw Muhammad Ali in the oh, airport at wow. Washington, D.C. That's good. Um, he was in the same terminal or whatever that I was. And also saw Bono. Really? Yes. At the same time? No, this was okay. a different... Okay. trip this okay. was coming back from i think it was coming back from our honeymoon okay and uh becky was like i've seen this guy before is he like an aerosmith or so, like a band like that i was like what and i looked over there i was like bono. oh it's bono that's cool what? yeah my only i don't really have a good one uh they, they involve wrestlers i was in line uh at the movies one time and we realized that ted dibiase was standing behind me yeah uh, and then I was at that, e- again, at the ESPN zone in Atlanta for a friend's bachelor party. And uh, we looked up, and Kevin Nash and Disco Inferno were at the bar. Wow, that's random. Yeah. Uh, actually, my best one was I was in line at Disney World for Thunder Mountain mm-hmm. with Nancy Kerrigan, the figure right. skater. There you go. And her family. That's... And we sat there in line for like 45 minutes. My family and their family had a conversation with Nancy Kerrigan and her family. Yeah, this one guy keeps sending in baseball questions. I just can't be bothered. It's 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 not the right time for me. Uh, I kind of want I kind of want some good feels here. I mean, we need to remember. Nah, 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 it's it's just not working. It doesn't work for me. Uh, let's see here. Uh, walking bully. The offense is ninth in the SEC in total yards and eleventh in points per game. 
Defense is 8th in yards allowed and 12th in points allowed. Take away the uh, 14 points the offense has given up, and they are 11th. What, given what you expected each unit to be, what surprises you the most? First off, the de- the defense is given or the offense has given up more because they've given up a punt return and two picks, a pick six and a fumble return. Yes, That's three touchdowns. Which surprises you the most? Uh, I thought the offense would be better. Yeah, because I, I kind of thought that the defense would be around top 50. Yeah. And that's kind of where they're at. I think total defense is like 40-something. Yeah, something like that. So, so yeah, I mean, the defense is kind of what I thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, Josh Patrick wants to know, who is a recruit you thought was can't miss for whatever reason that just didn't live up to expectations? Dante Walker is the one I always come back to. Yeah, j- uh, that, that's an extreme one. Like, Jamal Peters is one. Is one. Yeah. Leo Lewis. Yeah, neither one of those guys. I think I always, I, I've always blamed what same happened. class. I always blame what happened with you know, the NCA stuff. Yeah, I, because I, he I, had I, a he had a freshman all American. I, I think it season. affected him mentally. Yeah, he. I mean, he was he was one of the best. Yeah, he had a great defensive players great on the team, year, and then it all just sort of went downhill from there. Uh, I'm trying to think. Somebody else, Stephen Gidry. Yeah, you know, so, and, and Devontae Jason, sort of the same way. I mean, just, yep, you know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Philip Knight. Brian, you seem upset that a walk-on is getting to play. If you were a coach, would you ever give a walk-on a shot to play? I mean, it would have to be an extreme circumstance, right? I mean, if if the game is close, I want my scholarship guys that I recruited to play. I mean, if I have that many scholarship guys that aren't getting the job done in practice, I'm obviously not a very good coach. Here's where I think that you're being you're, – you're not being – you're not being very broad here. Okay. You're just looking at this as a their scholarship players so they should be better than the walk ons. Right, and you're just looking at it from a scholarship and walk on you're not looking deeper into it. Yeah. If a walk on player is I mean, Baker Mayfield was a walk on. Right. Uh, are you saying that he should have never played because he was a walk on and he wasn't recruited to be a scholarship guy? I mean, there's there's situations where those guys are just better players. And when they show that, that's fine. But I, I'm not I didn't see anything from But you uh, haven't seen JJ Jernigan. But or you haven't Christian seen anything Ford. from Hargrove either. Well, I haven't been given the opportunity to see that. Okay. Well so how can you say that definitively oh, I, I that they are I get it. Just trust the coaches. Are you a coach? Is that what you're telling me? No, I'm just saying you're being very dense here. I must you're be. saying you're you're saying that just because you know that that guy was recruited over a walk on player that he's he's automatically better right now. And I disagree with that. I don't think that the coaches are just putting them in there just because you know they've earned it, okay, or that that they think that they've like put in their stripes and all that stuff. You I think like that, you're the one who's upset. Well, that you keep you keep arguing with me about this, and I'm trying to make a point here. And all you're saying is they're a scholarship player, and he's a four star player, so he should be in the game. Yeah, I disagree with that. Okay, if he's not playing better than the other players, then he shouldn't be playing. Okay, I don't agree. This isn't NCAA football. I mean, 2014. Christian Ford had two catches for 14 yards. How much? How much better is he playing than anybody else? Uh, apparently, he's playing better than the players You're that aren't. He's that practicing he's, better. I, d- I don't know. I don't know why he's in the game. I don't think. Those I mean, you say he's playing better. He had two catches for 14 yards. And well, and one of them should have been a catch that was like for 30. So. That's fine. But I'm just saying, if you put any other player in that in that role, if you put Calvin. Or Wally out there, and they get those two catches. It's probably more than fourteen yards. Probably, 
So the, the, but the, I, I'm just saying uh, there was, there's got to be a reason that they were I, in there. I, 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 yeah, there probably is, but whatever. But, like, I mean, t- to that guy's point, if a walk-on has earned the right to be in the game, if he's practicing better and he's looking better than some other players, you still wouldn't play them just because they're walk-ons? You're just you're going to you're going to put players out there even if they're performing I mean, I, on a, worse yeah, maybe, than those maybe players. Maybe I've watched Rudy too many times, but I just expect the walk ones to practice hard. Yeah, but it's not just that; it's it's making it's plays. Like, it's not just th- practicing hard. Okay. It's. I, I mean, I get what you're saying. I do. I do get what you're saying. So let's let's move on. I don't want to move on. We are. John Jeffrey Nelson, predict the seed for men's and women's basketball for the NCAA tournament. If you think they'll make it, I don't think the women will make it. I don't either. Not at this stage. No. And we'll see what we'll see what happens. Just incredible. Uh, the men, the men should be a top, a four or five seed, is where I would put them right now. Yeah, that's where they should be. They this team should be around where that team was three years Not ago. Not on whatever. the bubble at any point. That that team that made it, that was like a five seed yes. that, that lost to Liberty Q's senior year. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, you shouldn't lose the first round, but that that team should be about where that, that team, where exactly that squad correct. was. Exactly. Dalton Lee, me, my wife, and our friends spent 14 hours plus Saturday drinking before, during, and after the game. My body hasn't fully forgiven me. We don't expect to have the tolerance we did in our early 20s, but will it get any easier? Or is it all downhill from here? It's all downhill. Everything is all downhill. You can't, from you, here. You, 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 yeah, you you can't expect unless you become an alcoholic, which I, you know I wouldn't recommend either. So. Well, I wouldn't recommend following Mississippi State sports yeah, if you don't true. want to do it's very, that. Very stressful. So, uh, let's move on here. Uh, Cameron Worm says, "Why can we not turn our great big worm? St- <laughs> big worm? Why can we not turn our great statistics into points? What is the problem? Thanks for your positive outlook on the program this week. Unfortunately, I am one of those toxic fans that wants to win now. That does not make you toxic. No, that doesn't make you toxic. Don't uh, these, these people who are like, oh, you're so." Just don't listen to those people. And listen, we weren't dismissing that either. We we did make a firm point that Mississippi State, the, at the end of the day, Mike Leach, Mississippi State is going to be judged on wins and losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think it's you know uh, unreasonable for you to want those wins. They should have won both of those ball games. Yeah. Uh, but th- to answer your question, I mean, it's just it's the re- the red zone offense is state's biggest problem right now. Yeah. So. They have no trouble getting inside the twenty. You're right. It's, they have the uh, bend but don't break offense. Yes. Jackson wants to know, do we have free will or are our choices predetermined from prior choices we've made in life? I believe we have free will. Yes, I believe as, that as, as well. As Rush said, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. I will choose free will. Yeah. Like the idea that because I did something in sixth grade means I can't do something different now. Yeah. You, no, know, I, you, can, I, always, you can always turn. You can always yes. change, change the road you're on. agree with that. A uh, quick follow-up to that. Do you think we see Rodgers throw for more than 300 yards against Texas A&M? <laughs> Not really connected there, but yes, I, I do think that, yes. I think like 275. Oh, that's low. That's a bad That's a bad sign for your prediction for this on, on Friday. Well, it just depends. If they're if they're turning it into points uh, and your defense is holding them down, maybe you can win that ball game 17 to 14 or something. I don't know. All right. You got a hair on the mic there? Yeah, that's bothering me. Zachary Cooey wants to know, I think AEW would benefit from a GM-type character. Thoughts on this? Who do you think would be a good fit? I totally disagree with that. I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of burnt out on the GMs. Yeah, exactly. They that's always, a WWE thing. It's a, it's a WWE trope, and it's, always, it's just overused, 
And it's like, we all know Tony Khan is in charge. I don't need to see him on camera. Just make the matches and let the storylines yeah. work. I don't need to out. see Cody. I don't need, I know Cody that is is, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. I don't I don't want like a Vince McMahon type exactly. guy. Exactly. Or I, even a William Regal. Right. I like the pinnacle, but lately they've been coming across as jobbers. They need some gold, and I think FTR should be back in the title picture. Any other ideas? He's right in that the pinnacle have just... Like, they started out so hot, but none of them have a championship. And when's the last time you saw them all in the ring at the same time? Yeah. So it's just sort of, you know, it's just not working. I don't know what to exactly what to do with them, because you want to keep them together, but like the whole... I don't know. There's too many factions. There's yes. factions in AEW. They're, they're, I think they're, they're trying to draw back to, you know, the old the, well, the they had four like horsemen that. and like the they have they have the elite, the, but like on Friday night, Jericho and Hager are getting beat down in the ring, and the rest of the inner circle didn't come out. Yeah, I wonder if they're trying to like. I think they're trying way. to get get that get that out of the way. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Caleb Holland says, "Why do I think we'll beat Texas A and M? Is this a disease? And is the only prescription more cowbell?" It's fair. It's yeah. fair to think that. This, Texas A&M is not great. They're not a good football team. Yeah, we'll see what happens with this game. I'm, I'm really interested to see how Mississippi State comes out in this. Yeah. Uh, another only for the Rumblings Twitter account. Uh, Brian, I am going to the Tennessee Ole Miss game with my family. I am thinking about wearing Mississippi State gear to Knoxville. How petty is that to root against Ole Miss? I would just wear Tennessee gear. You know, or, or just you know go neutral. Yeah, but I, I would not wear Miss. I would not wear. I always look at those people funny. Like if you walk into a Mississippi State LSU game, you see somebody wearing an Alabama shirt. You're like, why are you here? Yeah, you spent money to come to this. Yeah, like, yeah. So I, I wouldn't go that. Did way. you see the guy at the Penn State whiteout wearing the Alabama shirt? I did not. Like in the middle of the whiteout. Was he wearing crimson? It was Alabama shirt. Oh my gosh. Um. So my buddy Ryan Phillips, who used to work at the Starville Daily, mm-hmm. he works in Tuscaloosa know, now. Yeah. He wrote a story. He tracked the guy down. And, and and talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. Basically, the guy lives, I think, lives in Pennsylvania and is a huge Alabama fan. And uh, the camera's panning across. It's this big dude with a huge gut wearing an Alabama shirt in the middle of the whiteout. <laughs> like 10,000 white shirts, and there's this one crimson guy. I just don't get that. Uh, Chifuncte? Did Stone Blanton commit? If not, is that a bad sign? He has not committed as of yet. I, I am going to stick to my guns on this one. I don't think he's coming to Mississippi State. I know you think the opposite. I do think the opposite. So I we'll think see. he I think he eventually commits to Mississippi State. Yeah. And I think that when that does happen, mm-hmm. if it does happen, mm-hmm. that we should give a lot of credit to Chris Lamonis. I agree with that, for sure. Uh, let's see here. Andy Lossick asks, if Bull Durham had been remade in the last 15 years, who would have made the best Crash Davis and Crash Crash Davis, I'll get it eventually, and Nuke Lelouch out of these four? Or do you have a better one? Ryan Reynolds, Chris Pratt, Brad Pitt, Bradley Cooper. So Chris Pratt was who I was thinking of. For Nuke Lelouch? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then you need somebody a little bit older for, 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 for Crash Davis. Actually, I was thinking Chris Pratt for Crash Davis and like... Um, now you're going super young. Vince Vince Vaughn for um, oh no that doesn't work. N- nuke, why not? Crash Davis is like the old veteran. Well, when I look at at Nuke Lelouch, I think like Vince Vaughn or somebody See, like I, that. I, I, Chris Pratt works for me as Nuke Lelouch because he's sort of crazy person, sort of the same thing. And then I was thinking, 
somebody like like Brad Pitt isn't a funny actor. He's not a comedy actor, so that doesn't really work for me. I'm trying to think who would be a like like Will Ferrell doesn't work here either though. Somebody like that. No. Vince Vaughn could maybe work as uh, as Crash Davis. You might. I think you have it backwards. Uh, I guess I just didn't see a six foot five guy playing catcher. Is that how tall Vince Vaughn is? He's tall. Is he tall? I didn't know. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, let's see. See what Google. Let's see what see what it says. Uh, Let's see here. Ryan Strickland. As Dark Side of the Ring fans, what is the subject or incident? He's six five. Okay. Well, then we got to figure something out there. You're right. Well, that's why I said to nuke Lelouch. Yeah, you know, John C. Riley played a catcher in For Love of a Game. He ah, could, that'd be good. He could do it. What, what is there, Anyway, what's a subject or incident you would like for them to cover they have not yet? Scott Hall. Scott, well, yeah, but, like, what's the, I mean, he became a drug addict, but there's, like, not really. I mean, well, you just talk about how he got to the height of yeah. of wrestling stardom yeah. and then came crashing They did down. Gino, and, Gino Hernandez, but a Chris Adams one would be good. Yeah, um, it's. I mean, really, Dark Side of the Ring's got to be stuff that you don't. That, that's not really known. That's kind of behind the scenes. And yeah. I'm like, I was thinking Scott Hall because you know he was a catalyst in the Monday Night Wars. Yeah. And just kind of you know Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake um, the Snake would be because they sort of did one on his dad, but yeah, their their family dynamic. Yeah, that was it. But just one on uh, Jake would be interesting. I'm trying to think of a of of a. China, yeah, China would be really good. I'm trying to think of a, you know, a story behind the scenes story that we haven't. I don't know that they haven't really gotten into. Yeah, um, I don't know. They pretty there's much plenty covered of everything. There's plenty of them, yeah. Because they did Bruiser Brody, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here. After hearing Robbie's description of the weekly press conference, is Mike Leach the Orange Cassidy of college football? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. He's that's getting a, there. That's a good. Uh, that's a good example. Uh, let's see here. Thomas Loftus with the SEC storied out about radio callers of the past. Got me thinking. You have unlimited money and can get anyone to call Mississippi State sporting events. Who would it be? I like the guy they have right now. Yeah. All right. I mean, why, why would I want to make a change? Neil Price does a great job. You're right there. What's going on? I don't. Uh, not there. I don't know. Micah Halfacre wants to know. Uh, I've already asked that question. I've already answered that. Way too early NBA Finals predictions. Lakers versus Brooklyn is what he's got. What do you got? I'm going with the Lakers. Lakers versus Bucks. I think. I think the Bucks will, will, will get back, but the Lakers will win. Uh, let's see here. See, Al, this is a good question, but it, there's a there's a video, there's a, a visual. I can't. This is radio. I can't really do anything here. Uh, Kent Botranger wants to know who were y'all's childhood sports heroes. Um, JJ Johnson at Mississippi State when I was real little. Okay. Um, Matthew Maniscalco, Timmy Bowers. Okay. With the Steelers, um, Jerome Bettis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Jeter. Mm-hmm. Kobe, obviously. Mm-hmm. Some of those guys. All right. Uh, for me, yours? Magic Johnson, Will okay. Clark, and my favorite saint growing up was Pat Swilling. So, no. let's go with that. Uh, where are we here? Uh, Alexandra Watson. We all know how Jesus died. How did the apostles die? 
Um, so there's a there's a book mm-hmm. that you can read that has a lot of that in it. That you know the Bible doesn't really delve into a lot of that, right? But some of them were were brutally killed. Yeah, most um, of them were martyred. I believe Peter was crucified upside down. That's right. Because if I remember he, right. Well, he told them. They said he did not feel worthy to die the same way that Jesus right. died. Right. And you know, Saint um, Andrew was crucified on an X, which is why the Saint Andrew's cross is the X, which is the flag of Great Britain. Yeah. Um, some of them were stoned to death. Yep. And things of that nature. Uh, that information is out there. Yeah. Um, there's a book out there, like I said. Mm-hmm. Like the Book of Martyrs or something? Yeah, let's see here. Oh, this this seems to have a list here. So here that we did. Yeah. So John Fox's Book of Martyrs is is the book I'm referring okay. to. John it says apparently died in a uh, of natural causes. John the 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 uh, the revelator, the guy, the yeah. book wrote the Book of Revelation. Yeah. Looks like James, his brother, was beheaded. Uh, Bartholomew says that's Matthew, he, right? Bar- no, that's Bartholomew. Or Matthew's or- his brother. Yeah. Uh, or- no. Matthew. I thought. I thought Matthew was Bartholomew, also known as Nathaniel. Which, by the way, I always get a kick out of this. Like these people lived in the Middle East, and their names were Nathaniel and, and John. Well, their names weren't that. I know, I they've, know. they've changed them. They're I mod- know. Anyway, they say he was flayed to death. Not great. Ooh. Uh, Philip- F- filleted to death. Flayed. Like his skin was pulled off. Well, yeah, back in the day. Um, Philip, some say he was crucified. Uh, See, Thomas was speared, stabbed with a spear. Doubting Thomas. Yeah. Uh, Matthew was uh, impaled and then beheaded. Awful. John the Baptist was beheaded as well. James, the one that's not John's brother, was crucified. Uh, Jude was shot to death with arrows. Simon, not Simon Peter, but Simon, die, apparently died. Uh, some some say he died peacefully. Others say he was crucified. So it's one or the other, I guess. Uh, and then we, we got a wedding or a hanging. Yeah. Uh, and then Judas. Well, he hung himself. That's right. Yeah, he hung himself. So there you go. There it is. Uh, it was not it was not pretty not lot, for those guys. Per- they had to go through a lot of persecution. There. Uh, Patrick Swindle, what's more likely to happen? State makes a bowl game this season, or they make the men make the Sweet 16 in March? Honestly, I feel like it's the Sweet 16. Yeah, I'm leaning that direction, the way that things are going. But we'll see what happens this weekend. If they, if they, if they win, win this weekend, they're back in. If they beat A&M, they're right back in it, because that's a game we all thought they were going to lose. Yeah. So, that they're, I mean, we'll just see what happens with that. Glass half full dog. Plenty of those out there. When do we expect to hear from my favorite glass half-empty coach, Zach Arnett, regarding the defense's performance against LSU? I guess that would be... I think it's Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. So tonight, yeah. Yeah, he, he's he's going to be one of those... This is going to be one of those classic yeah. uh, times for him. He's yeah. going to talk about how he sucks as a play caller and yeah. stuff like that. Holden Blake asks, what's the better job, Southern Cal or Florida? Florida. Not even close. Yeah. Um... Southern Cal, I don't, I don't think is is the job that it was. It's still a top it's still 10 a really job, good job because you're in Los Angeles, you have the resources. Florida's just a better job. Yeah, I think so. Corey Pilkington asks, "What we all know, Joel's middle name is Tecumseh. Due to the absence of an initial, I'd like to assign P 
for Robbie's middle name, should it stand for Percival or Pythagoras? I think somebody answered this. What? No. No, they didn't. Uh, somebody, um... Somebody, I got muted then. Uh, R.J. Sweatman uh, tweeted something at him. Maybe that's in the next question. I, I don't... I, it's not showing up nah, online. It, it's showing up. I'm not seeing R.J. Sweatman said Primavera or Poseidon. So well, never mind. Answer that question. No, no, no rebuke. No rebuke. What are you doing, Corey? He just did it. He just so. Oh, it, oh, it just happened. Okay, that's why. Well, what what is R.J. Sweatman doing? He he actually he knows better. Ask questions in here. R.J., why would you do that, man? Come on. Uh, let's see here. So we'll move on to the next question then from Corey. Does Jimbo Fisher look like a guy running for alderman and knocks on your door way too early in the morning? Or look like a guy who took a rancid dump in a restaurant bathroom that neither of you want to acknowledge because you both know he's gross. It could be both. Yeah. Why not both? It could be Alderman Jimbo Fisher who, you know, tore up the Mikasa Brava uh, <laughs> bathroom, for sure. Uh, we answered Jeremy Martin's question, so we'll move on. Uh, Hunter Poole. I was really excited about this football season, and it has not quite lived up to expectations. Does Welcome coming, to Mississippi State. I know, right? Coming to off the high of the baseball champ, does coming off the high of the baseball championship skew or add to the apathy slash frustration of the fan base this football season? We were really high and had hope and joy in our sports lives for once, and it feels like it all crumbled so quickly. But in reality, it's just a return to the mean. Baseball. What happens in MSU baseball should not affect how you expect anything from MSU football. Totally no. different situations. No, it just it should get you even more excited for February. There you go. Uh, let's see here. Caleb Glover, Robbie Ranks Wrestlers, Olympians. Kurt Angle, Bad News Brown. Bad News Brown was an Olympian? I think so. Apparently so. Yeah. Uh, Carl Gotch, uh, Mark Henry, Mad Dog Vashon. Kurt Angle. Yeah. Um, maybe Gotch. Yeah, I agree. Number two. Legendary guy, yeah. Uh, Mark Henry, Bad News Brown, Mad Dog Sean. Very good. Hey Dad's hand-picked hankering, food or drinks, which one do you find yourself craving more more often, specific food or specific drinks? I'm always craving a Coca-Cola, so it's a drink. Um, well, you know that the, the first Coke was bottled in Vicksburg. I do know that. And they used to put cocaine in those. Yes. That's why it's called Coke. Yeah, well, I, you know, they don't do that. It was anymore. actual medicine. They, 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 you know, they don't do that anymore. I've been to the Coca-Cola Museum yeah. in uh, Vicksburg. Yeah, so, so have I. I know. Yeah, I mean, You're from there. I'm from there, yeah. I what, expected you to. Do we have a favorite Monty Python sketch? Mine is philosophy football. Uh, so I, my favorite Monty Python is um, the, uh, what is the one, the meaning of life? The meta movie. Yeah, that, that's okay. what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so... There, there's on on that movie. There's this guy that comes into the restaurant that's like 600 pounds, mm-hmm. and is literally just bursting out of the seams of his yeah. uh, clothes. And they bring him a bucket to vomit like just pounds of food into. And eventually, they give him like some kind of mushroom that makes him explode. And for some reason, when I was a kid, I thought that was hilarious. Okay, so mine would be also from a movie. The the quest for the Holy Grail. Yes, the scene with the Black Knight. Where, where the, it's only a flesh wound. Yeah, that, it, I, I laugh really. That, hard that's really good every time. So um, all is well. These really aren't the sketches, but I, I get what he said. But those are my favorite things. So all right, the Flying M. He locked it up this week. Favorite 
are ranking these MSU number 18s. Blondie Black, Rocky Felker, Chad Gerardo, Seth Heck, Trent Intorsia, Mitch Moreland. Okay, I think Heck is is locked in as the last Last, guy. yes. Sorry, Seth, if you're listening. I think Felker has to be number one. He was the SEC Player of the Year. Yeah. He was the head coach of the team, and then he coached. And then he coached. Oh wait, this State. says Ricky Felker though. So I don't ah, know. that's that's silly. okay. You know, Rocky Felker was like my big I, my biggest omission. I totally just forgot to put him in the greatest Bulldog black bracket last year. Yeah, I, I'm going with him number one. Yeah, number he was one. the player of the year in the conference. And then I think Moreland could make a strong case for two. Yes. And then Blondie Black is a old school legend for Mississippi State. Trenton Torsia, some say, is the reason Rafael Palmero came to Mississippi State from what I from what I've heard before. Yeah. So then we'll get so aren't they both from Miami? I think I that could be right. I don't know. So then we'll put him fourth. Gerardo, and then Chad Gerardo, he had one good year. One good year, but he was dominant that one year. Yeah. And, and then, then Seth Heck. So there yeah. it is. So let's get him again. Felker, Moreland, Black, Intorsia, Jordan, I'm sorry, Gerardo, and Heck. Um uh, Ian Ladner, way too early prediction. Does Wally or Tulu transfer out? I feel like there's always going to be transfers now, and those guys are as good a candidates as anybody, but let's let the season play out. Yeah, let's see what happens. I mean, they they, they could blow up in the last half of the schedule and be yeah. perfectly fine. How many times was the go route to Polk open outside of the touchdown play? There's guys open every play. Yeah. Every play. It's It's tough. It's tough. Uh, let's move on. That was Ian Ladner, by the way. I don't think I said it. Um, Gil Manclang, the original pick two, leave one. Catfish, shrimp, crawfish. Uh, shrimp for me. This is the toughest one. Yeah. Um, here's the thing with like, there are so many different ways you can use shrimp, and there's different ways you can use catfish. But I really only like crawfish as crawfish, like whole crawfish. That I like. I don't like fried crawfish that much. I'm just not a big fan. I, I just love the the but act crawfish. of sitting around with friends yeah. eating cra- crawfish, you know, and having a good so, crawfish bowl. I think I'm going to get rid of catfish, I'll be honest with you. What? Yeah. I uh, love shrimp. I, can, I love shrimp. I can't agree with that. All right. That's fine. I, I mean, fried catfish I love fried when done catfish. right. I love it. No, all of it's delicious, but... Catfish might be my favorite thing on the planet. You, know, you, need, you need shrimp for things like jambalaya and gumbo. I don't have to. I... Ah, yeah, whatever. Rain Man, Days of Thunder, A Few Good Men. Uh, Days of Thunder's coming out for Rain, me. Rain Man's coming out for me. I, I really like Rain Man. I like it too, but Foreigner, Kansas, or Boston? Foreigner. Kansas. Oh, yeah. I like Kansas. I like Kansas too, but I got to pick one. Uh, Cheers, Mash, Married with Children. Mash. Mash. But it's not old enough. Mm. Trevor Bauer, Max Scherzer, or Clayton Kershaw? Bauer. They can all go straight to hell. Okay. So, uh, Jarquez wants to know, with Vandy and Tennessee State guaranteed wins. Yeah, that's pretty bold. Pretty bold. Uh, I, would, I, I mean, look. I feel pretty good. I feel good, but guaranteed is a strong term. That's true, but. Uh, but does Leach survive going 4-8? and eight? Yes. Yeah, I, he's going to have to completely fall apart to yeah. to be fired. I, I just don't think yeah. State's going to make that kind of decision. Right. And Austin, if Texas and Oklahoma State just let's say, join, let's say in the spring, do they scratch the current 2022 football schedule? They would have to. 
but that's not probably not going to happen. I think we'll have a far enough heads up that probably a year out. 2023 is when we need yeah, to start about Yeah, that's going to happen. And then Leroy Jenkins with the first one of the year, guys. You ever, guys ever think about picking games against the spread instead of straight up? No, I don't ever think about it. We pick straight up, have been, for going on a decade now. <laughs> I'm not changing now. So, there you go. Hour and 18. Not that bad. That's good. Pretty That's sweet. good. All right, guys. Back tomorrow with another show. Start looking ahead to Mississippi State, Texas A&M, and uh, what's going to happen this weekend. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.